Howdy folks, my name is Ed Moore, this is the Ronin Rabbit Podcast, of Usagi Yojimbo Fan Podcast, um, I am the host, keep in mind we are a spoiler podcast, so we're going to be talking about things in a, a little bit of depth, uh, as much depth as I can manage to muster probably, so um, if you haven't already read the uh, book for this show, it is the first volume of Usagi Ojimbo, issue number three, initially put out October of 1987 by Fantagraphics. We're going to be discussing uh, samurai episodes, I guess, or, or parts. The, the overall story is, is entitled Samurai. We're going to be discussing parts five and six. So, um, hopefully you guys have read it, or... Um, are just interested in hearing about it. I, I, again, want you to know this is a spoiler show. Now, it's been the case for uh, these samurai segments. Um, Mayamoto Usagi uh, has been in all of them. He is our protagonist. Um, Jinosuke uh, is the character to whom Usagi is relating the tale to. And we also have appearances in these stories by Kenichi, uh, Usagi's childhood fellow rabbit friend, and Gunichi, who is a samurai in the employ of Lord Mufuni. Uh, Usagi and Kenichi uh, coming across anthropomorphically drawn as rabbits. Uh, Genosuke as a hippopotamus I'm sorry, as a rhino Genosuke is a rhino Genichi is is uh, drawn as a hippopotamus now the story opens we have uh, Usagi who has uh, secluded himself to uh, better learn the feel of uh, Aoyagi Young Willow which is his recently acquired Wakazashi and Yagi no Ida, the willow branch, uh, his recently acquired katana, the set having been given to him for winning a uh, sword competition. And he feels, uh, he, he and his, his teacher Katsuichi felt it best if Usagi secluded himself for a while and just got the feel of the swords, practice with the swords. So the page opens in a, in a beautiful splash page of Usagi standing on the shores of a stream, dragonflies and turtles around, Tokagi, Tokagi fishing in the stream, in the off to the uh, left of us, and behind him is an old mill, and filling out the background is a nice, old, weathered, probably dead tree. Nice, quiet, serene kind of image. And as Usagi is practicing with the swords, um, he may well be practicing kata with these, uh, which I believe kata is usually a form practice. He also may actually be um, practicing cutting techniques, but we don't necessarily see that here. And he's practicing, we see that he uh, slices one of the dragonflies in half along the uh, vertical axis, not the horizontal axis. And... Um, Suddenly a figure appears on the pulley wheel on the outside of the mill. 
and the stranger is dressed in the uh, Sukagasa and Kappa uh, traditional more peasanty coverings. The uh, Sukagasa is that big peaked hat that usually comes out and with a little tilting of the head manages to cover the whole face because it's so broad brimmed. And the Kappa is a bamboo overcoat, kind of just a, a wrapping meant to just keep off the majority of the rain or weather that you're in. Um, interesting name for that because I believe Kappa is also a name that has been used for um, a, a traditional Japanese water demon. So I'm not sure why Kappa would be used by the same folks to denote a type of clothing and a water demon. I thought that was kind of interesting. But uh, this figure is speaking to Usagi, indicates that he's been watching him for a little while, comments on the teaching of Katsuichi, Usagi's sensei. Usagi, you know, asks some questions. Who are you? What do you want? Uh, you recognize my sword work. Do you also practice the sword? The figure jumps from the flywheel down to the ground in front of Usagi, indicating that he uh, he doesn't practice the sword. He lives by it. Usagi, again, you know, uh, a little bit more forcefully asks who he is. Uh, he, the uh, figure indicates that he's there to test Usagi and uh, throws a or uh, he um, makes a move as if to to engage Usagi, but in essence he doesn't engage. What he does is he flips his sword up, sharp side up, right underneath a dragonfly and stops so that all of a sudden the dragonfly finds itself resting on the uh, sharpened side of the blade and then flutters off. Usagi is mildly pr uh, impressed by the control, and while he's kind of recovering from that, uh, this individual says he's there to test him and, and flips the Sugagasa at him. Usagi raising his sword and slicing the hat in half, the pieces falling to either side of him. The figure takes off and drops to the ground the kappa that he has, and we see that it is indeed Gunichi, uh, Lord Mifune's bodyguard, who Usagi recognizes from the recent sword contest that he went to against the uh, Dogoro sword school in the previous parts of the samurai storyline. So they verbally spar here a little bit and agree that they will do battle and that uh, they will not stop until both blades have tasted uh, blood. Excuse me. Usagi agrees and they, they have at each other. Seeming to be fairly well matched. Um fighting, parrying, yelling. Uh, nobody really seems to be getting any kind of upper hand. Something else I did notice about the way they were dressed, and, and I'm not sure why, but um, Gunichi is wearing a pair of geta, which are wooden clogs. If you've ever seen them in any of the other um, Japanese media from the Edo era, uh, they just look to me like platform shoes. That's what I always thought they looked like. Whereas Usagi is wearing a pair of Raji, uh, which are traditional sandals. I don't know if um, 
the difference in the shoes denotes a difference in economic standing. I do know that the ghetto were used to uh, elevate the feet of the traveler so he doesn't didn't have to walk through you know mud and water necessarily as he travels. Um, I would think though that they would not be as comfortable as the Waraji uh, like Usagi is wearing. So I'm not sure uh, we see later on in the story he encounters his childhood friend Kenichi. He also is wearing the Waraji. So only the true samurai in the story, that being Gunichi, is wearing the geta. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure if there's a connection there, but that was just that was something else that I noticed. Okay, as as they're fighting, um, Usagi makes a, a an aggressive move towards uh, Gunichi, who sidesteps it, causing Usagi to cut down the the reeds or the bamboo in that area exposing several members of the Dogoro school who were hiding there awaiting probably the outcome of this particular battle to jump uh, whomever won but definitely jump Usagi as they are wanting to kill him to avenge the loss of their school at this recent contest. Can't really tell by what they say if they were actually sent by the upper echelon of the school or if they are there in their minds independently as a matter of honor to attempt to regain that honor. I don't really understand how five or six against one killing him would avenge their honor, uh, but they feel that it would. So They uh, formally introduce themselves and what they're going to do. They attack, and uh, Usagi waiting until near the last minute, he finally draws his sword dispatches uh, all but one, that one running away scared, and, and we see perhaps a little bit of introspective uh, hesitation, I guess you could say, on Usagi's part. He's kind of uh, taken aback by the amount of blood that has been spilled in dispatching these people. Um, these probably, as far as I can remember, being the first men at this point that um, Usagi has actually killed so he probably wasn't aware. But pulling himself back together, he uh, recommits his attention to Gunichi, uh, indicates, you know, I'm ready if you want to continue the duel, and Gunichi says, well, there's no need. Both of our swords have tasted blood, which was the agreement. Um, we're, we're done. We'll call this even. I'll go back to Lord Mafuni and be glad to put in a word for you to become part of his court. Usagi, very respectfully, thank you. Uh, at this point, Gunichi is a member of a position that Usagi wishes to attain, so he accords him the proper respect in telling the... We, we shift back to now, uh, which is Usagi and Jinosuke talking, and Jinosuke starts berating Usagi about, you know, what a friend... Well, how, how could you have just killed a friend? And if you killed a friend, well... What does that mean for me, your best friend? And Usagi objects, saying, "You're not a friend of mine, much less my best friend. You know, you're you're not trustworthy. You manipulate people. You're a cheat." And he's just going on and on. And uh, Jinosuke deflects it by thanking him for the words of flattery. They both continue on to the town, which is slowly where they've been going to report, uh, as we recall, the death of a samurai that 
Usagi had a duel with at the very beginning of the samurai storyline, who was, in fact, this Gunichi that we just heard him speak of, uh, of their, their first official meeting here. So they sit to have uh, drinks and bantering back and forth a little bit. Uh, Usagi beseeches the innkeeper to take care of the dead samurai that's a little bit outside of town, up the road, have him uh, taken care of nicely. He says, don't rob the body because I'll know if something is missing. At which point, uh, Jinosuke says, well, don't worry, I've already done that. I, I took all his money. And Usagi, of course, is just taken aback um, by the, the rolling of a dead body kind of despicable. Jinosuke says, well, you know, you have got to understand he had money on him, and that money uh, desires not to be buried with a corpse, but desires to be spent. And, of course, I, Jinosuke, am more than happy to help that money with its desire. So he uses that to pay for the uh, for the sake that they've asked for. <laughs> uh, he ordered, Jinosuke ordered enough sake to, uh, to blind a man, and then he asked Usagi if there was anything he wanted. So, quite a bit of sake going down there. As they uh, continue, uh, as, as Usagi continues the tale, they're talking over drinks. Uh, Usagi indicates that he um, decided before entering Lord Mafuni's official employ, he would go back home one last time and, and visit his village. Uh, plus, you know, bring everybody there up to date on what's happening with him. And he stops just outside of his town at an inn and decides to have dinner. And while he's there having dinner, the splash page for that short story shows him as an innkeeper running off to, uh, to bring him more food and Usagi sitting at the table uh, feeding a small uh, whatever group, tribe, hive, whatever you want to call them, of Tokagi here. Two, four, six of them, and he's feeding them from the table. And as Usagi is finishing his meal, he hears a commotion from the back of the inn uh, somebody exclaiming and crying for the innkeeper. And he asks the innkeeper, you know, who's that, what's going on? And uh, he, or she, I think that's a he, um, uh, an animal that I don't recognize right off. I'm not sure what kind of animal that's meant to be, a dog perhaps, I'm not sure. But he um, tells Usagi that, uh, you know, there was a samurai here who... Uh, who has arrived recently, he's been back there the whole time. He's drunk, he's unruly, and he has injured the nine men who up to now have gone back there to try to remove him. Well, Usagi says, you know, don't worry, I'll, I'll make sure that he leaves and, and uh, gives you what you're owed. And she thanks him and tells him to be careful. Usagi steps back in the back and he finds that it is another, other, it is none other, excuse me, than his boyhood friend, Kenichi. Uh, stinking drunk, looking really bad. So, uh, almost as soon as Usagi confronts him, he passes out because he's so drunk and been drunk for so long. But Usagi is there when he wakes up, and Kenichi, in his uh, semi-soberness, attacks him because his current state is Usagi's fault. Usagi defeated him as we recall, in the last battle of the fencing tournament, the sword tournament. And what happened is Kenichi had sworn that he would defeat Usagi 
or he would leave and go back to his village in disgrace. Well, Usagi beat him, so he had to leave the Dagoro school in disgrace. Uh, after this you know, little personal moment of disclosure here, Usagi orders some food, and they find out the, the innkeeper tells them that there is no food. There was a little bit, but your friend Kenichi here ate it all. And other than that, we don't have any food because a horde of bandits has been going from village to village, um, gathering up all the food and, and leaving with it. So there was no food left in that village. And as a matter of fact, word has that they have left us and they're proceeding to the next village. Usagi and Kenichi realize that the next village is their village. So they both grab up their swords and resolutely head down the road to protect their village from this, from the uh, oncoming onslaught of a band of raiders. So that's the that's the the, the main story um, for this episode. Uh, as I said, I, I was I was kind of intrigued about the difference between who and why someone was wearing the Waraji as opposed to the Geta. Um, also did want to note that back on the 3rd of November, uh, Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3, Issue 141 came out, which was the 200th uh, Usagi individual book issue by Mr. Sakai. So, starting back in, what was it, 1984? He's been producing, 85, he's been producing Usagi, and uh, this year, 2011, hit his 200th individual episode. Now, that doesn't count uh, the sh stories that were in Critters or Albedo or um, other titles like that. This is the 200th published book that has Usagi's name on it. Uh, next episode, I have lined up to discuss the samurai story parts 7 and 8 as they um, should have appeared in Usagi Ujimbo volume 1 issue 4 published by Fantagraphics in November 1987 and I do have a little bit of uh, correction here that I need to to lay out there for you folks um, Steve uh, brought something to my attention said in case uh, folks are reading these stories as I'm going along from the original Usagi books. Um, this volume of Usagi, Volume 1, which began in 1987, uh, led off with a four-issue, eight-part samurai story, which is what we're going through. Each of the first four issues containing two parts to that story. Well, it seems that part three of the story, uh, as I talked about, as is in the um, Dark Horse Usagi Ojimbo Special Edition, Volume 1, uh, was not originally part of the story. Uh, it was initially published later on, uh, actually in Usagi Ojimbo uh, number 6, the February 1988 issue of uh, Usagi Ojimbo, and it was entitled The Test. So... Initially, issue two of uh, the first volume of Usagi contained what has been labeled parts four and five of the samurai storyline, but then in um, subsequent trades and, and collections and everything, that 
story from the test in issue six was moved up uh, things were rearranged and some additional bracketing pages of uh, Usagi and Genosuke talking around the story and everything were added uh, to then have the material presented as I have been reading it here in the special edition. So I had I had no idea that the uh, information that I looked up indicated that both of these were from issue uh, three. So I apologize for Again, a, a lack of, of research on my part. Thank you very much, Steve, for for giving me the uh, the opportunity to rectify that. If you do have any other feedback, uh, anyone that's listening that you might want to add, you can send it to usagipodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, comment on the episodes themselves at thereaderfeed.com. I also post notice when the episodes go live on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook page. If you have Google Plus and want to receive notification of the episodes there, you can circle Edward Moore Jr. and um, I will post notice when, when the podcasts are available. Also, anyone that does download from iTunes, it would be really cool if uh, you took... I don't know, 30, 45 seconds and left an iTunes review. It'll help other people find the Ronin Rabbit. Hopefully, they're interested. I want to thank Steve for his uh, his guidance along this path as I continue to try to walk it as best I can, his input and his information. Thank you, uh, Mr. Coward, for your behind-the-scenes technical work with the websites and the podcasts and everything like that. I appreciate the help of both of you gentlemen. And uh, I think that's it for us today. Um, do appreciate everybody listening in, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll have you back around next episode when we go into uh, Usagi Jumbo Volume One, Issue Four. Thanks a lot, guys. I'll talk to you then. This is a Teal Production. <laughs>